hold it like the, at the at the base there, like the tip, like the tip of your penis. So John, that's so August. I think we'll call you Doggo on the show. Doggo? Because you call you call uh, dogs Doggo. Yeah, a lot of people call him Doggo. Yeah, but I like I like when you say Doggo. Doggo. So yeah, we'll it's call- it's I think it I think it's because. Uh, you know, calling dogs doggo was kind of a thing for a while, and then like a lot of people moved on from it, and I didn't. So it's like mm. I just still call them doggos. I think uh, I think we should make it a thing on this doggo. To be fair, I call most animals doggos. Really? Yeah, I like to just sometimes I add a qualifier, like even like my cats. You, you call yeah, them doggos. I call them strange doggos. Oh, strange doggos. Yeah. And uh, horses are hoof doggos, and you know whatever I come up with sometimes. But if I have a goofy way of saying an animal's name i'll use that because i just i refuse to use an animal's christian name <laughs> christian name for an animal yeah like like my cat's name is blue and it's a christian name no 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 i mean like their species type ah uh, oh okay 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 i see what you're saying now okay. yeah no but when i'm talking to like animals like i can't use my human voice i uh i don't know if you notice but every no, time I, I go up there i'm like hello Tartu. i have noticed that yeah Sometimes yeah. you talk to my kid like that too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I can only do that for so long. Eventually, he'll start talking like that, and that's like, yeah, yeah, he's getting there. He's babbling, yeah. babbling quite a bit. <clears throat> so, John, yeah, it would be nice, huh? Yeah, you know, it would be nice. What if hunting for jobs wasn't the most excruciating process? Oh, it's demand. the worst. It's the worst. So um, I'm currently trying to do it myself as, again. It's awful. So I want to recap something that I think, like, I nearly like through through things out windows monday morning because i uh i got on linkedin and i'm like all right i'm gonna rechange my thought process here i'm gonna try to do the old try to do the old you know send the demo reel uh for our new listeners who i'm gonna guarantee everyone listening is probably coming from strange films already so they probably know we're filmmakers already but in case you don't know august and i are filmmakers i put it in the description i said i i have to reread what i wrote but i think i put two filmmakers uh, talking about what would be nice and having sharing a lot of laughs or something like that. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, demo reels are important in our field. And I recently finished cutting together an editing reel, and I thought, okay, well, whenever I apply for a video-related job, I'll just I'll try to hunt down people at that company. I'll try to make sure they get eyes on my demo reel. So there we go. So I go on LinkedIn and I click on my bookmarked video editor job search, and you know what I see. I see a whole lot of jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with video editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I see a whole lot that have, like, I guess are in the ballpark, like news anchor. Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's in the ballpark. Uh, I could have taken a class at this. August and I went to the same school mm-hmm. at the same time in the same department, mm-hmm. and we never knew each other. No. <laughs> so I took those classes, too. The, yeah. Those uh, news classes, and I hated them. I took tv1 and that was it yeah. I, I almost took tv2 i didn't i didn't feel like it because i thought i would rather take cinematography mm-hmm. and that's what i took and uh i don't know i remember taking those classes back in uh back in school and i was like oh you know i had to take them. it was one of those things but i was like oh i'll never use this i don't want to do it and then like a year and a half after i got out of school i, I ended up working for the news for two years <laughs> oh yeah like i i think when i took it i had this expectation of like i'm probably going to be working at a news station and then lo and behold when i graduate none of them wanted to even give me a sorry we're not hiring you mm. email or anything so uh yeah, yeah uh, you should have worked at a. Uh, uh, channel nine kpt man king sports uh news station 
man, that was a shout out to them because before they got bought out and ended up now they're like, I think a spinoff of channel 10 or something like that. They're bigger company now, but it was just like me and two other guys and like two producers, like pretty much five of us for the whole shift. There wasn't King sport. Didn't take themselves serious to go, you know, film stuff for uh, the news. So we literally would just like, do nothing and and then and when it came down came time to uh showtime for the 6 and 11 news we would just pretty much just push buttons like boop 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 and then yep. it was and and that was it i mean it was such a uh a laid back no stress environment i mean we would go drink beers on our break and come back and do the show it was ridiculous there we go <laughs> yeah no i i unfortunately moved to knoxville so i had i, I had my choices were what we have here, which is a lot, but also not much. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's uh, I kind of lost my mind because I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna apply for some jobs, and then LinkedIn's like, you want to be an alteration specialist at this bridal supply store, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? Like, it's not like I'm just searching jobs. It's like I have the video editor search open here. Like, where did you like do that? And I don't know. And then there's. There's a fact at LinkedIn you can't you can't search by like terms you have to search by a job title so yeah I mean I'd be fine with like being a production assistant on a crew or a grip or audio guy whatever but I can't search those terms I just have to know the exact job title I want and it's like I don't know I just can my job title be foot in the door at making videos yeah right you know LinkedIn is such a weird platform i feel like it's it tries to manipulate being like a facebook like a social media oh yeah facebook for like people who are trying to get jobs and whatnot but you know because it's like telling you to make posts and sharing stories and you know friending people and stuff like that but i never got linkedin i mean i'll like it's almost like every two years i'll go on there and i'll kind of update what what my shit is you know what my experience is then but i've never gotten any sort of opportunity or any sort of chat or i've applied to things from linkedin but i've never heard anything back from them i don't know i just i get that it's a powerful like tool to get jobs and stuff and i know people have used it successfully but for me i i just don't i, I mean don't I'm, know. I'm in the same boat i was always told it was really important and I think at one point my brother took a look at it and he's like, you need to make sure you have a good headshot, make sure your cover photo like shows like you working or something you're interested in and add people, even if you don't know them, if they're in your field and all this and that and all these rules, all these things. And, you know, they've got that open to work thing that you put mm. on your profile, which supposedly that allows people to reach out to you, but it's never happened for me. So uh, I don't know. It's like, I guess I'd rather spend time making posts on LinkedIn than scrolling through the endless feed of just garbage that I find on Indeed or any other, like, job search site. I was about to say, do you, so do you uh, use Indeed? A little bit. Uh, I've never really found that many results on there. I've used Indeed quite a bit over the last couple of years, and I've gotten a few interviews out of Indeed. Um, I'm on Indeed right now, but it's, it's still, it feels like it just wants you to be there to to do you know upload your resume and uh, send applications from indeed but i feel like 90 percent of the time like no one's seeing the shit that you fucking send oh, yeah. out so it's really frustrating but because well because like i don't know how to apply to jobs i don't know what's who's hiring i don't know what you know what i'm even looking for and for me i know we've talked about this before but like i'm so i'm looking through jobs because i'm always curious and right now i'm like i want to get something else and i'm looking through jobs and it's like 
you see pretty much every single thing you don't ever want to do yep. as a job. And then the one thing that you want to do, you have to have like fucking five years of experience, but you can't even get that experience because no one gives you the chance to try to get it. And I'm like sitting here like, I'm fucking 30 years old, man. Like, j- give me a break. I- I've-, I've got some experience, you know, from my own shit that I can show you. I've-, I've got experience from this field, this field, this field. It's like, can't you see that combined? I have these, al- these you know, qualifications you're looking for, but like... I mean, I'm, I, I find myself applying in, like, all these, like, admin jobs or, like, assistant jobs. Things or, you wouldn't really actually want to do, I but don't. it's like anyone could do it, and you they have benefits. Exactly, so yeah. It. It's like the benefits there, the weekends <clears throat> off, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, these are all jobs I do not want to do, but it's it sounds like it's easy. And then you, you apply for it because you, you hit all the qualifications, but it's like, you still don't get a damn call or an email or anything. It's just like, what the fuck? I mean, how how hard is it to take a few phone calls, write a few emails, and, and fucking sit in an office all day to, to for a business? I mean, I don't know what they want. Well, know? and, you know, when you talked about, like, you find something you might want, and then it's got all these qualifications. And I think searching for a video editor job has been a huge pain because I think one of my most hated things is when I see video editor slash graphic artist and it's like those are two separate disciplines those are two separate skills separate fields and what you're going to get if you post jobs like that is you're going to get some really good graphic designers that don't know how to edit videos or barely know how to edit videos or guys like me where it's like i've put together a few posters for my films but you know how i did it i found a good screenshot from one of my films i changed some filters on it and then i tossed a decent looking font for a logo that's the extent of my graphic design knowledge, but I'm a really good video editor, so maybe if y'all, like, separated these into two separate jobs, y'all might get more results, but uh, that would require paying two people, and that's that really says where their priorities are. Yeah, it, it it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, you know you've got the skills. You know you can, you can learn more. It's like, so just put yourself, like, excuse me, anywhere that can put you in, a, in the environment to learn those skills and do the things that they like in their own way. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's doable. I mean, we, we've learned all this stuff from college and doing independent film work and stuff like that over the years. It's just, it's unfortunate that you can't get a fucking salary and benefits for doing the stuff you're already doing. And, uh, you know, it's, we talked about this, uh, last week on our, uh, I guess we'll call it like our practice show, our, uh, maiden voyage <laughs> yeah. that sank because the recording was messed uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, you know, pr- practice makes perfect. But um, so the biggest <laughs> example I can bring is, um, uh, you know, I applied for a uh, a gig that for photo and video, um, and this in this production company to you know photograph food essentially. It's all about food. You know, they do TikToks, they do the social media game, they do uh, YouTube, and mainly they post recipes and stuff. So they wanted a photographer to get this, uh, to, to, you know, really take great photos. And, you know, I fucking, I applied for it, really just sent my application out. I got some interest. I had three interviews, which was insane. And the third one was like a full-on demonstration of me going in the studio and shooting and editing, like, on the fly in in the spot and it's like i've never photographed food 
So it's harder than it seems. Yeah, it's really. I mean, I'm, harder. I'm I'm a guy who cooks a lot. I like to take photos of my food and like post them to my Instagram. But I don't do it that often because so often it'll look amazing. I'll take a photo of it and I'm like, it doesn't look right. Well, what I learned about uh, photographing food is the composition of like how you plate it versus also like the aesthetic of the background that it's in. So if you're doing an overhead shot, you want to have like this like really pretty playing kind of like background and you know some some stuff like a, whether it's a mat or like a an oven mitt adjacent to it or something like that where it looks really neat and clean and, and pretty and if you're doing close-ups it's got to have like the you know if it's a sandwich got to cut it in the middle where it's like the stuff like you can triangles. see all yeah like you got to have like all these artsy fartsy kind of shots and and that's how food photography goes and i studied it for like two weeks because that's pretty much what they were asking me to do so i was studying it i was practicing i, I was like cooking and taking photos and all this stuff and you know I, it's something i'm not used to doing but i go in there with the knowledge that i learned um the practice skills i learned i thought i did okay i know i mean like it wasn't my best or at least like i know like I, it wasn't like professional but it's like they could see like i i put the attempt there and like it was like I mean, if you're looking at like a template where, hey, it's supposed to be up here, I was probably just below it. I mean, like you know, I'm 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 getting there. Like I, they could see that from coming from a horror filmmaker, and uh, and a guy who shoots like music videos and stuff like that, that this guy can and can adapt those, apply those skills to food photography. That's all I needed, you know. Like I just needed them to see that because they even told me, you know, uh, we like your ambition. We like how you want to put more ideas on the table, you know, and, and different, I in different things we can do to build this company. Da, da, da. Yes, yes, yes. I can do all that. <clears throat> but when it came down to it, when they told me I didn't get the job, it was because someone had better photography skills than I did. And I'm like, well, what about all those other nice things you said? You know, it's like, what do they have that? And it's just like, it's just like, what do you want from me, man? Like I, you, you can see, I have the skills. I know how to use a camera. It's just like, tell me, you know, after, like you said, uh, I, I guarantee after a month of working there, I probably would have nailed down exactly how they wanted to fucking oh, yeah. shoot their shit, you know? And it's just like, that's really frustrating to get so close and still, like, get shit on, essentially, just because, you know, I mean, I don't know. People are looking for specific things or whatever, but... You know, speaking of them looking for specific things, one thing I think about is, like, sometimes I wonder, like, maybe, like, it did my college education, like, was it enough? Like, was it actually enough? And, you know, I think about, like, I took a lot of classes that involved uh, cinematography. Well, I took one class on cinematography, and I spent a lot of my time focusing on making short films because one thing about our department was that it was the radio, TV, film department. So you could take your pick of, you could be one of those guys who has a radio show and you could produce a whole show and host that, and you could do that and earn credit for it. You could do all TV classes if you want. You could do all film classes. You usually had to take a few of each, though. Those were the days, man. I miss it. I, I regret not doing more of it, but oh, those, yeah. were, those were fun times where you could just pick, you know, it's kind of like a <laughs> choose-your-own-adventure book, you know? You could just you could do radio. You could do TV or totally. film, whatever, or do a mixture of all three. I did a mixture of all three. It was great. Yeah, yeah, but, like, you know, one thing I never really did much of, and nothing, and I don't... I don't recall it ever really being required was learning how to make motion graphics, which is like the thing that every company wants is they want someone who can make motion graphics because they're not, they don't want good cinematography. They don't want, they don't want you to put out like something that's like really compelling. They want their company bullet points to look nice on a screen. And I tell you what, man, like 
I've never felt the need to have fancy motion titles in my movies. My opening titles are usually pretty straightforward to the point. Pick a nice font, make sure it looks good on the screen. There we go. The point of my movies is here's what I shot on my camera, recorded on my Zoom, mm-hmm. wrote, had my actors performed and edited. And that is that takes so much skill. It takes so much effort. It takes so much time. Mm-hmm. But they don't care because I don't know how to make the words go across the screen and look cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those After Effects, you know, stuff, those those softwares that, you know, you do all that motion graphic stuff. I mean, like, I didn't learn anything like that. And it's like, I know I have the whole Adobe sweep. It's like, I know the fucking time and patience to sit there and learn. Like, I mean, at home, like, I mean, because I'm so invested in doing what you just said. Like, this is me and my camera, my writing, my skills, like, my actors, my audio, everything. Like, I'm put, it, it. it's like... It's like, you know, the way we film is kind of like um, essentially just like what what pe- filmmakers did in the 70s and 80s. And you don't, and, you don't and, shoot some, you don't, you like when you were shooting She Comes to Kill, you didn't say, I will go in After Effects and put a wound not. on your eye. Right, like, right. No, you had Francis go in and put the wound on his eye. Yeah, I mean, it's all practical. It's all like practical effects. I mean, any, filmmakers, they started, they didn't have that kind of stuff. So like back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I mean, like. When you're doing, when they're doing practical filmmaking, it's pretty much just like, all right, well, here's our crew, here's our actors, we're on set, we're gonna shoot. And even like, I like, I love the opening sequence of um, Halloween, the titles. Oh, God, it's, dude, yeah. it's just a fucking still three minute image of the pumpkin with the with the burning, you know, the the candle in it, and, and just titles. And, and it's you know just what? Like, Those titles don't have fancy animations on them, all. but you know what they do have. They put thought into picking a good font. They put thought into po- picking the right shade of orange. Yeah, of and course. And they put thought into how they're timed and how they're presented. And there's an art to that, which maybe that's what these companies are looking for with motion yeah. graphics. But it's like, I've always been a fan of having very simple title sequences and very simple credit sequences because I think the title sequence, I mean, I've never shot like something that's supposed to be an opening sequence with titles over it. Usually I just. And most of my short, most short films don't have opening title sequences because no one wants to sit through an opening title sequence for a five minute long movie. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even with He Comes to Kills, like it's going to be pretty simple title. Like it, I, if you notice any, it, so anyone who's listening, strange films, you know, we've got over a dozen different films, um, but every film has its own unique like font that I carefully choose for each you know with its own unique color like the specific shade of color specific font and everything so i do the same thing with every film because it's like like i'm not just gonna get the the basic font type of you know thing like i i I really i go through a lot of different options before i settle on something and i try to make it as creative but as simple as possible to introduce these titles at any beginning of the film but um yeah, I mean, and the same thing I'm going to be doing with He Comes to Kills. It's going to be, uh, going to be actually intertwined in the o- in the f- opening scene, which will be nice because yeah, that's he, how you do it. Yeah, so it's like, but uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. All these fucking companies, it's all artsy fartsy shit, and it's all like, you got to have all this experience. It's all corporate, dude. And I hate the you biggest know, the biggest deal with it is it's like you learn how all these things about being creative and what they don't they they don't want you to be creative. What they want is they want the skills that you have to make their company look good. Right. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, maybe I'll get a high paying job working for, you know, I don't know, like some, you know, weapons manufacturing company. And I could put a bullet point and it's like, our company's missiles kill 10,000 Iraqi children every day. And you know, am I supposed to be proud of that? Jesus. (laughs) Dark. (laughs) Well, Well, you know, 
Well, going to my point, it would be nice, man. It'd be fucking nice just to be able to uh, just do what we – be our creative selves, man. I mean, like, just like – you know, I hate the corporate aspect of anything. Like, like you know, this is lead, tying in everything we just talked about. Like, we're trying to be like, you know, obviously we gotta, we have to work a day job to support ourselves. But it's like, uh, even when we try to apply that, the creative side of ourselves to a, a job, we can't even get that job. You know, and it's all like corporate stuff. It's all like, how do you, you know, we're gonna shoot and edit corporate videos essentially, even though we can't get it. But it's like. It's like this corporate mentality of like there's no freedom of creativity. There's no like oh, yeah. even like seeing what we do and like like wow, hey, like you know, I see what you got. You got spirit. You got creativity. You got it's you like got it's like you know, what's his name? Mickey or Mikey and or uh in the in Rocky, you know, he's he's fucking coaching yeah, Rocky yeah. in the corner. He's like, "You got it." You know, it's it's like it's like you got you got what we need and I know you can make it, make our stuff look good. So let's go. It's no, it's like it, you gotta have all this experience. You gotta, da, da, da. so it's like what my things, you know, for me, it sucks to have a, I hate resumes. Oh I God. fucking hate resumes. You know what I hate about resumes? I hate how it's like, if I want to have recent work history, I gotta be like, yeah, I worked at target. I yeah. worked at food city. It's like, it's not relevant. So I should leave it off. But like, what else am I going to have on Yeah, there, I know? realized that I had to make two resumes. One was my video resume, you know, that has all my videography experience on it, including, like, strange films. And then I have to have my professional resume, which has, like, my clerical stuff on it that I've done, my, my restaurant stuff, my sales jobs, you know, all these things. And it's, like, it's so annoying because, you know, you look at all these fucking basic-ass subscri- uh, descriptions of these job titles, it's essentially just, like, organizing paperwork and sending emails, taking phone calls. And you're like, oh, well, I've done that my entire life. I'm a fucking, you know, like. I have more than two brain cells. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, well, here's my pretty good resume for you that I you can see I've hold, held a job my entire life, and I've had numerous different positions that cover all that and more, but I'm still not getting a phone call. And, and it's just like that, and then the corporate level stuff, because even though, even if I get a, a a better day job it's like i still have to deal with this corporate ass mentality and it's just like oh my god dude it's like i just want to like i want to be my own boss man i just want to do my own thing and make our own shit and and you know and have some money coming through and being able to self-finance and and you know do take care of ourselves i mean like i mean you know people people do it all the time i mean creative people do it all the time whether it's podcasting or you know freelance video or you know side gigs or anything like that but it's just like why can't we be one of those guys you know you know i uh there's a lot of not a lot of but there's a few smaller video production companies in knoxville that i think are like actually filled with people like us who are like really passionate and actually want to create videos and they know that they can only make money through corporate stuff so they have clients but they're still like passionate people who are fun and whatnot and man, I just, they almost never have job listings. And when they do, I've not gotten in. And I'll like look through their photos. And I'll follow them on LinkedIn and whatnot. And I'll just see them having so much fun on shoots. And man, it's like looking at them, it's like, it's like you're a kid and you didn't get invited to the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at the window and you see everyone having fun. You're like, oh, oh man. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever like, you ever like, when you're a kid, like, hear people having sleepovers and stuff and you're like you didn't get you didn't get to go oh dude one time my friend had a birthday party and like i heard about it and i didn't get an invitation so i told my mom about it and she like 
called the parents. Not oh, like no. not like mad or anything, but she was just <laughs> like, "Oh, I heard there's a birthday party and whatnot." And I think I don't know. I think it was they didn't want too many people to come, but it yeah. was just like, you know, I think it was. Um, so I, I I was homeschooled from like fourth through tenth uh, grade, mm. and I think this was right when I was homeschooled, and this was like an elementary school friend, and it was just like. Come on, guys. I know I don't go to your school anymore, but I've been friends with you guys for years. Right, yeah. but, uh, Do you yeah. remember uh, the best sleepover you've ever had? Uh, there were so many. Um, I think the best one, one of the best ones was one of the first ones I had. My buddy uh, Tucker, who was my best friend in elementary school. Shout out, Tucker, if you're listening. Uh, he's a, you're, you're a cool dude. He does, he does cool stuff still. Uh, but it was the first time he ever came over, and... This was in second grade, and my teacher that year was the best, uh, Miss Dombrowski uh, at St. Dominic's Elementary. Uh, and I was not doing my homework that year, and so you know what she did? She said, John, for every page of homework you do, I will buy you a chocolate bar. And wow. so I did all my homework. It's intense. And the day that we had that sleepover, she gave me this basket of full-size chocolate bar. And she didn't just get, like, a treat bag of Hershey's. Nice. She didn't just get a big pack of Hershey's. She bought, like, individual full-sized candy bars of all sorts of varieties. Woo-hoo. There was also, I think it was, there was also some, like, special SpongeBob episode that was premiering that night, and my friend and I missed it. But uh, I don't know if you had this on your cable, but they had both the East Coast and the West Coast Nickelodeon. So it would air the West huh. Coast stuff. Three. So if you missed something, three hours later, it was on. Okay. And so we missed it, and we stayed up all the way till 10 Whoa. to watch it. This was, like, scandalous for back then. Bad boy. Maybe it was because it was my first sleepover and because of all the circumstances right. of Candy and SpongeBob, but it was awesome. It was awesome. What about you, man? Uh, there's a lot of good ones, man. I mean, I used to, I had like my sleepovers, like, like, don't get me wrong. I had like, you know, my good, you know, close buddy sleepovers, but I had like a lot of like crazy, like 12 people plus sleepovers. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of those, like a lot of them were during the times when we're doing land parties with Xboxes and stuff. Oh man. Those are the days, bro. Like, just like. Hook up two fucking TVs from across the living room to the bedroom with a big cable and, and having Halo parties. You know, those I had the, the, the biggest one we had was um, we had, I'm pretty sure, three or four Xboxes with like at least a dozen kids. And we were in this like one of my rich friends kids like how oh, yeah. like houses and snacks, pizza, soda, all anything you can think of as far as fucking snacking and shit. Playing Halo 2 like we're bosses and G's like teaming up in squads like random question um because I mean I might I might know who this is did uh was it would it happen to be the Fontaines? Ah uh, no, but they had I'm a pretty big them. they had a pretty yeah. big house. I went there one time and I did not that was 6. I did oh, not know wow. they were that rich and I was like holy no, shit. We're our, my family's really good friends with them though. They're yeah. like they're good people. Um uh, shout out Linda Fontaine, man. She got me on her TV show back a few days oh, or yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, no, they're good people. Tyler's best friends with um, Reese, you know. Yeah, I, I was in Max's grade. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I that was kind of a little uh, after me, you know, like all them. Um, no, these are the Duden twins, man. The Peter and Stephen Duden. Dude, mm-hmm. they had like this just nice house. They were twins, and like it was just like super fucking rad. It was so cool. Uh, that, and then I'm going to go ahead and say one of my most memorable sleepovers was when I was like, I want to say, I mean, I had to be in high school still, like maybe senior year. Um, it was me, 
my buddy Jared uh, White, who passed away a few years ago, RIP. We had Stephen, uh, uh, I can't remember his last name, Stephen, and we had uh, Ryan. We had like six of us, maybe. <laughs> we go in my room. It's late, and this is about the time where we're kind of getting mischievous, you know. You know, we're we're out <laughs> we're out in the church parking lot in the middle of the night, you know. Like, uh, I wasn't smoking weed at that time, but like some of them were smoking weed, and you know, we're just like, you know, we snuck we snuck out the the window at like three in the morning to go Waffle House, and you know, stuff like that. Anyways, Jared White had um, one of his nipples pierced, okay, and he said, "Let's pierce my other nipple." And we're like, all right. So, so, <laughs> so we we put him in our recliner in the recliner in my bedroom. My my bedroom was pretty cool back then. And uh, we put him in the recliner, and we get an ice cube. We fucking numb his nipple with the the ice cube, <laughs> and we take this needle. I don't even remember what the needle was from, but we, no, nothing sanitary. We just take this needle and we start sticking it through his fucking nipple, oh. and he's screaming. He's like. Ah! And it's like, I mean, it's late, man. My parents, I mean, it's late, you know. My parents were pretty cool with me. Like, they just knew I was just getting in the shit. But, like, they didn't barge in or anything like that. But he's screaming. He's like, ah! And we, we fucking jammed that needle through his nipple and pierced his fucking nipple. We, I, and, and I can't remember what exactly we, we put to make the piercing go through. I think it was, like, a, like one of those, like, name tag things, you know. And we just kind of left it there so it, it would stay pierced the whole night. And he had a pierced nipple, and then it was like three in the morning. We busted out of my bedroom window, and he's he had these big ass. I'll never forget. He had these big ass like boots, and he kept kicking the side of the wall. And I was like, "You're gonna wake up my parents!" And, I was like, and, and we get out of the house, and we walked to Waffle House and ate Waffle House like three thirty in the morning. Damn. And it was dude, the, my sleep hours were epic back in the day, man. But yeah, a lot of oh, and then and one more, uh, <laughs> just because it's funny. Uh, another land party, and. Uh, I don't even remember whose kids, like, I don't even know whose house this was. Like, it's just a friend of a friend, right? Yeah. But, like, ten of us, whatever, we fucking party all night with pizza and soda and, you know, be shitheads. And and then uh, I wake up. And it's, like, back then, it's so funny because when you wake up, like, after you drink a whole lot and you wake up, you're like, oh, wow, what a crazy night, you know, like, and you're hungover. It's, like, back then, you're kind of hungover from, like, all that. Yeah. So you wake up, and I'm, like, waking up from the, the... on the floor somewhere and everyone's like yo yo dude and i'm like trying to go to the bathroom I'm like, yo don't go in the bathroom don't go in the bathroom and i'm like what and i had to be like god tenth, ninth grade or something they're like don't go to the bathroom i'm like what like, it's big ass spider in there man it's huge like it's crazy like don't go in there and i'm like really and they're like yeah like seriously and i'm like come on and i'm like and i was like gonna go and they're like no seriously don't go and that, like they were like fuck with me for like five minutes right and then i'm like what you know and we're like we're sitting there in this like hallway it's like going back and forth and i'm like they're like all right go but you're gonna be warned so i go in the bathroom i turn the light on there wasn't no spider i look in the mirror they drew dicks and all kinds of shit on my face dude with a sharpie dude like i mean there's mustache a dick on my face like fucking crazy things all dude and i was sitting there in the hallway for 10 minutes fucking talking with them with the, all this on my face and i'm like you motherfucker <laughs> like, mm. but yeah dude mm-hmm. sleepovers were the best man I, I i miss having some sleepovers yeah dude. i even had like some in college like where just me and my friend group we just pick someone's dorm and just pile in and like yeah. it like there was it kind of had that feel of like childhood sleepovers but like there was also this idea of like there ain't no parents yeah there ain't nothing course. and whatnot and 
you know, a lot, a lot of good times there. And then, you know, at a certain point, you know, we, we met alcohol. and Right. Know. Well, my sleepovers after high school still led into college. I mean, I, I was probably having them all the way up until 2014 or whatever. But just with, like, one or two buddies at a time and just my good buddies. and But those were nights of just smoking a bunch of weed and, and drinking and, oh, yeah. and playing Pokemon and listening to music and just, like, just being shitheads in that way, you know, versus, like... You know, playing. I mean, we play video games. I don't know. You know, college college sleepovers are a lot more fun because, like you said, it's like, oh, we we're adults. We do whatever we want. We get fucked up, or we hang out, or whatever. So, at, at these sleepovers, was there ever a time like, did you ever have a sleepover where like you all like actually made the conscious decision to go to bed, but then it was like two hours of like lying down in total darkness and continuing to be shitheads and just like, oh yeah, you'd either joke around or you'd all get really real. <laughs> Yeah, there was a couple in my earlier, earlier days. Uh, yeah, it's like everyone's going to bed, but then you hear like a fart and, you know, people are laughing and, or, and, you know, I remember my friends are weird, man, but I had, I remember one guy, he started like jerking off and I'm like, dude, come <laughs> on. Like, you know, and then, and then like, you know, a lot of jokes, a lot of laughing and stuff like that. And then, and then there was someone who, yeah, who would start fucking around and all of a sudden we're all up again for like another hour or two and just fucking doing whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still remember all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep times. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice, man. It'd be nice if we could just have sleep or like get you Blake and, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just get the whole group together. Get Rodney. But there's out. always those people where it's like, they're like, oh, I got to go home. And it's like, why? Right, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Even if they don't have, they, like, I feel like there's a thing of, like, when you become an adult, it's like, no matter how much fun you're having, you're like, I want to go to sleep in my bed and wake up in my house and go down to my kitchen and make my coffee. You know, you're on to <laughs> something, though, man, because, okay, so, like, right, it's, uh like, let's say it was, like, me, you, Tyler, uh, Blake, Alex, you know, we get Rodney in the group. We're just, you know, our squad. And we're like, we're all hanging out. We're having a good time. It's a Saturday. No one's got work in the morning. No one's got any th obligations or responsibilities. And it's like, there's enough, like, stuff where people can pass out if they wanted to. And it's like, all right, man, we're going. It's like, it's like 1130. And we're like, all right, man, like, like, let's go all night. We're hanging out. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, like they start. We're like, yeah, let's like, 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 let's order a pizza and just play more video games and listen to more music. We want. But I, I get the same way though. It's like it comes to like eleven o'clock. Oh God, I, I gotta get to bed, man. I, I want to go to my house so I can lay in my bed. Oh, but it's yeah. like, why, why can't we all just like say fuck it? Yeah, let's have a sleepover. I mean, I've had some of those like <laughs> in the past few years, like uh, my friends down in Chattanooga, because it's like. We're like, I'll go down there, and that's a two-hour drive for me. And my friend Briar has joined us a few times, and she's like four hours away. So it's like we all get together and pile into my buddy Andrew's house, and you know, we we kind of do that. We, I mean, he has it in '64 still, and he'll be like, yeah, yeah. I remember one night we like. We got pretty. We all got pretty drunk, and he booted up Star Fox sixty four, and like oh. I've played that game maybe like once or twice, and he hands me the controller, and he's like, "All right, John, you got this level. It's a level I've never played before. I'm pretty drunk, dude. I nailed it. I don't know how, but I like beat it without even like t getting hit or nice. anything. And it's just like I was at that point of like drunkenness where I'm like not really aware of most things. Yeah, but it was yeah. just like, like, oh, well, I just nailed this. And yeah, yeah, whatnot. You gotta. I feel like. I feel like every friend group needs to have like someone out there. It doesn't even have to be all of them, but there needs to be some person who's like, I want to keep the spirit of just having fun alive. You know what we should do, man? You know, we're trying to make that comedy movie. Yeah. yeah we should do it called a sleepover. And you know, hey, 
could be multiple locations, but primarily single location. Right, Easy right. What shoot. I'm saying, it's like the sleepover. It's like so they all get there and they're like, ah, we're at, and like the host of the 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 party is like, he locks like he like locks the doors from the outside. And it's like he, he can't get out. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I had the locksmith ch- come change the locks. So it's like, so it's like, no one's leaving. We're having a sleepover tonight, baby. And it's like, all right, boys. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is kid- like, come on, man. I got shit to do. It's like, no, we're having a sleepover tonight. Uh, yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be good. Yeah. Wow. Now that you mention it, it's like as soon as we hit that stop button, I'm gonna be like, okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. We got some ideas. It'd be so funny though about. if we like just talked about all our ideas on air and we put the episode out and then like. A week later, some guy just puts out a movie. With oh that exact yeah, premise. yeah. Well, don't wait. Hey, uh, when 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 are we planning to put episodes out? Like, what do we have a do we have a day? We got to figure out a day. So I, was, I don't want to be like inside baseball here, but it, like, I'm I'm two days away from a project I've been working on for the past year and a half being publicly announced. So it's like. Oh yeah, yeah, that project. Yeah, Which, uh, I mean, I'll probably I won't say anything this recording session. But I think next, Tuesdays so. might be a good day to <clears throat> release things. Well, I mean. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, you can go to my socials because I've probably shared it already to you know, yeah, you can see the cool yeah. thing I've been on. I think Tuesdays because, like, well, let's see. Rodney's podcast comes out on Thursday. We got competition. I don't want I don't want to come out on Thursday, so I'd say either Tuesday or Wednesday. And the reason why I say Tuesday is because if we if we record on Wednesdays, and then even if we want to double whammy and do another episode or something else on like Saturday or Sunday, we can do that. And that way we're always kind of one step ahead. Yeah. And then we can have things popping out every Tuesday. And that's like, I think Tuesday release, Wednesday record, that's a good little format right there. Well, see, I mean, I, I kind of like playing my week around like what podcasts are coming out. What days. I Dude, I've been doing the same fucking thing, man. Like, so I'm driving all day, every day, and it kind of gets... It gets frustrating because it's like, oh man, like I've listened to every episode of all these podcasts I'm listening to, but it's like now it's like, like on like Tuesdays I'm like, oh, Theo Vaughn's podcast comes out today, yes, like I'm listening to that. Tuesdays with stories with Mark Norman and Joe Liz, I'm listening to that, and like tomorrow I believe uh, Steve O's uh, podcast Wild Ride comes out, and Mass Mass Drivers if Rodney puts one out, that will come out tomorrow. So it's like Tuesdays and Thursdays and. Wednesdays has a couple of random things that come out, but like, yeah, I'm like always looking forward to those days that like a podcast episode drops. I'm like, oh, thank God, I got something new to listen to. So Joe Rogan, he puts out like three episodes a week, so I oh, got yeah. I got some shit I can listen to from him. But. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, man, enough of that inside baseball talk. We had to talk business there. Yeah. Well, you know, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. You know how many podcasts I've like. I've seen people recommend. And they say, "Yeah, the first like twenty episodes, they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, like, they just, yeah. it takes a while to find the footing and whatnot." I think we're doing okay with this one. You you, you mentioned what would be nice on your end, and I piggybacked off that. By the way, uh, welcome to uh, is it called? It would be nice. I think so. It would be nice. That's the podcast where we talk about how uh, things could be better, and, and it would be nice if they were. And it's that's our jumping off point for conversations. Yes, yeah, so- I'm I'm John. And I'm August. Uh, what what time are we at? We're at 39 minutes. 39 minutes introducing the podcast. So we're doing great. <laughs> we're doing great. Uh, yeah. They'll get it from the description at first, and then they'll jump in, and then they'll listen. Like, whoa. And then and now they're hearing this. and like, these fucking losers. <laughs> you ever, like, listen to a podcast for a while, and it's, like, on episode... They're, they're on, like, episode 8,000 or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, I want to hear one. And you go back to one, and yeah. it's, like, a different show. There's only a couple... <laughs> There's only a couple podcasts I've done that with, and uh, it is different, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, 
it's like I'm kind of stuck in the magic of like all the ads like for what it is. But I should I should go back to, to number one of all these podcasts I listen. I think to. a lot of a lot of my thing too is like pre-pandemic. Like I feel like a lot of the podcasts I listen to, a lot of them became a lot more unhinged during the pandemic. They're like, I don't mm. care, I don't care what I say. Well, you know what? That's another thing. Okay, so I'm starting not to give a shit a little bit more. You know, like um, I was talking about this with Rodney and. You know, after the pandemic, it's kind of like, like, what's the point? What am I even doing with well, all? You and know, you know, I think I think about all how much time we just spent talking about how painful it is to uh, apply for a job. And you know, some people might look at that as unprofessional. And I'm like, you know, what's unprofessional is listening to some guy's podcast and deciding not to hire him based yeah, on the things he yeah, said. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like exactly. And 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 you know, I I talked to Rodney where I'm like, you know, like, what's the point? You know, what we're doing with you know, strange films or mass driver or whatever we're doing. It's just like, you know, I'm starting to kind of get to a point where it's like, I'm just going to put out whatever I want and say however I feel. Or like, you know, when people kind of screw me over, whether they, they fall short on plans or they fall short on yep. commitments or, or they say they want to do something, reach out. And it's like, I was like, Oh yeah, well here's the, da, da, da. I give all the information. I never hear anything about it again. It's like, I cut them off because it's like, okay, well, cause I don't have time for that. I don't give a shit anymore. You know, I'm trying to just do what I'm trying to do. So, so today, actually, right before you got here, I uh, I released one of my uh, most uh, controversial music videos on the Strange Films channel. Uh, I wouldn't really say it's controversial, but I like to call it controversial because it has such a wild story to it. But it's my it's that uh, she's got that yum yum video. Oh, yeah, I think I remember you telling yeah, me about this one. Yeah, dude. So I posted that on the Strange Films channel publicly, and uh, that where people can just go and watch it anytime now. Uh, and I haven't had, I, I haven't, I've refrained from doing that for like four years. And I said, why? Just do it. Just, just fucking do it. Because, you know, who cares? <laughs> like that, my luck, I always said this, my luck, I would get blown up from, she's got that yum yum. than all this other fucking hard work dedication I've put over in the last six years. of like, It's films. like when your favorite artist has put out like four or five albums and then they suddenly decide, Screw it! I'm gonna I'm gonna feature on some pop artist track, right. and they blow up, and you're like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, it, well, you hear it all the time with like '90s bands, you know, like they're all like a lot of '90s bands who put out like hits, like one hit wonders or these hit records. So it's like you you're like you only know them for that, you know, from that and on. But then it's like you dig in some research, and it's like they were actually like a metal band before. They were doing mm-hmm. like punk or something like that. They're doing like something completely different, and then they then they just appeal to the audience. They did like something like poppy and then then they got hit and that was it so it's like i don't know i just uh i put out that yum yum video and i was like it felt good i was like you know what fuck it because uh i don't care anymore i want people to see all the stuff i've done and and this one's got an interesting story anyway so you know <laughs> but yeah there you go there you go i mean yeah just put your uh put your foot forward note i didn't say best yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, I put my foot forward every day. Yep. You know, it's not the best. I don't have a lot of time for it, but I try. I definitely try. So, uh, same thing with this uh, this fucking film right now. I'm trying to edit right now. Oh, yeah. so, oh God. It's a lot. <laughs> well, it's a lot. The bar scene is the one that I'm like, ugh, because the audio is just fucked. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's so bad. You know, you got okay. the fucking air conditioning on. It's... We didn't have good at it. It's just a bad situation. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of just like trying to make it. Dude, so with Tether, like there's pretty much, pretty much immaculate audio throughout. Think, shout out Kyle Gilbert for 
having a whole suitcase of audio gear and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, there's one shot where I don't know if it was like her clothes were rubbing against her love when she gave this line or if there was just some interference or something. But there's this one line that like it just it sounds crackly. And I <clears throat> I tried like every cleanup audio technique I could find through like Adobe Audition mm-hmm. and all the all these th- all these things where you like look at it and it looks like you're looking at like some crazy chart of like the the sound wave oh, I know you're and about. you have to go and I go in and I try to find the spots where it looks weird and like fix it and like I couldn't do it and eventually I'm like hey we're going to need you to like just watch the video and say the line and record yeah. it and did that it took like forever just because it's scheduling and just all that and then got the audio and there's this just over the whole audio and i'm like you're gonna need to do that again it's like it's not a great process but like i think when i first learned how to do it in audio 2 class it was like oh yeah most movies like over half of their audio is that because there's i mean even if it's a scene that should be quiet it's like they might have gear like uh, one thing I learned recently, IMAX cameras are super loud. So, like, you know, Chris Nolan and a lot of other, like, big-budget filmmakers, they shoot on IMAX mm-hmm. a lot. So, like, it's usually reserved for action scenes or big, like, establishing shots. But, like, if there's dialogue, they're dubbing it in because they, huh. the microphones cannot hear over that IMAX camera. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, man, if I can't fix this audio in, like, in the post like you know because i right now i'm just laying down the foundation of the scene and i know like i I got a lot of work after that just to see if i can clean up the audio but if i can't get it down it's like i'm like man maybe i should like reach out to these actors and be like hey can you do some adr for me but it's like oh i don't want to do that because it's like it's a whole thing and uh but we'll see we'll see i'm just you know i'm trying not to overthink i'm just trying to you know get it done and, and have fun with it and just put it out for what it is because I know people, you know, are going to have fun with it too, but, oh, God, that stuff stresses me out sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I agonize over it because it's like I've heard a piece of advice I've heard lately is like doesn't matter what kind of camera ha- you have, invest your money in good lights and good sound. Yeah. And it's like I've – and I'm, I don't, I don't want to like call out any particular person, but I've had times when I've gone to like end of semester screenings at school and – uh they would like start screening a film and I would see it and I'd be like, Oh, it looks pretty good. And that looks really good. And, uh, I know the people who made this, they're talented. And then the first line of dialogue will be spoken. And I'm like, you guys didn't even try to record yeah. good audio. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's I don't want to have but that. You got to do, you got to do it. I know. I don't want to have that situation. It's like where everything of the film, like is like, you know, it's a, it, it is what it is. It's good. Or, you know, it's doing okay. And then this scene just like blows up like everything. I was like, Oh, it just makes it, so much worse. I'm like, ah, fuck. All right. So, yeah, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So, we'll try. We'll try. try. Yeah. Got any good recommendations for uh, the people? What are you watching or listening to these days? What am I watching or listening to these days? Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, I've been kind of bouncing around with a lot of things. I've not been watching much. Just not had a craving to watch movies or anything. Uh, in terms of listening, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, this past week, one of my favorite artists... Wise Blood, who uh, she made the album Titanic Rising, hmm. one of my all-time favorites. Uh, she just announced her second, or not second album, it's like her fifth or something, but it's a second in a trilogy that started with Titanic Rising. I think it's called uh, And in Darkness Hearts Aglow. I might have got that incorrect, but if you look up Wise Blood, that's W-E-Y-E-S Blood. 
uh, you'll find it. And uh, I'm very excited for that. It's a very pretty song. Uh, I think it's called It's Not Just Me, It's Everybody. And it's a great song about, uh, you know, uh, a feeling I think a lot of people have had over the past few years of like feeling really down and screwed up and depressed. And then you kind of like you talk to anyone else and you're like, oh, man, it's it's everyone. (laughs) It's everyone's kind of messed up right now. And, uh, you know, it's. I've been listening to that song, and I've been revisiting a lot of her catalog as well. So that's uh, that's what I've been listening to a lot. So I think in the Spotify version of this, we want to add the couple songs at the end so people can listen yeah, yeah. to. Is that the song you want to put um, on? You know, uh, if you've not listened to Wise Blood before, you should. I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna pick a song of hers that I think is uh, pretty much perfect. Uh, it's called Andromeda. Andromeda. Yes. By Wise Blood. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, We'll organize show notes. We'll make sure that it all gets in. Yeah. Right. What about right. you, man? Oh, man. As a watch, um, well, i got to say, man, I just finished Cobra Kai Season 5, and uh, i got to recommend that, man, always, yep. because it's it's just a fun fucking show, dude. It's so good. And I have to give uh, credit to the uh, that idea I was just talking about earlier with uh, the, the changing the locks on the outside of the door. They, Johnny uh, does that in the Cobra Kai. He, oh, <laughs> he's yeah. trying to do an intervention with a couple of the – the, the kids there and he lo- he locks them in from the inside so but anyways cobra kai man it's a god it's a fun show dude it's just so fun it's what i love about cobra kai is it doesn't take itself serious you know it's like it is serious but it's like at the same time it's super cheesy super campy and they lean into it all the way and they just have so much fun and it's badass it's just fun and badass and it's it's just Oh man, dude! The characters in it—it's very consistent. It's never left like lost its footing at all, um, as far as like from season one to season five goes. And uh, this one was pretty good. I mean, the villain uh, of it was Terry Silvers, and he was a monster. I will say that it got a little dark in some some parts of the show. Definitely recommend watching it if you have not watched it. You know, I I didn't I, I've heard about this show, but I've known nothing about it. But like. Hearing you give the recommendation for it's good, but I saw a comment recently that is kind of like couldn't be a bigger recommendation for me, which you might not really get this, but some people might. Is as someone kind of compared it as like it's like the television version of the Yakuza series, which uh, for those unfamiliar, the Yakuza series is a series of video games uh, that involve uh, organized crime in Japan, and they take themselves very seriously with like their main stories but like the side plots and the uh, the submissions that you can do are like the goofiest things in the world and you can like there's like side missions where you're like having to do a stealth mission because this kid wants to buy a porn magazine from a vending machine and you have to you have to sneak around your co-workers so they don't see you buying porn for this kid and then there's like crazy special moves you can do that involve like shoving a box of firecrackers to a guy's mouth and lighting it on fire and then it'll cut to that and then it'll cut to like an actual like serious crime mafia story so hearing cobra kai get compared to yakuza is a glowing recommendation that's pretty cool yeah i like that i like that man and if you actually see right there man my my man william zapka dude i met him i met him uh, a few years ago 2017 me and tyler and he signed that autograph for me right there i hung it up because my man he said sweep the leg i was like (laughs) i was like uh i was like because him and ralph macho were together uh and william zapka had the bigger line and uh i said you're the true karate kid and he goes yeah i know (laughs) it was so fun dude but yeah man he, he was a really really nice guy but that show i definitely recommend 
10 out of 10 just to turn your brain off. And they're short episodes, too. They're like I like that. They're like 30 minutes. There's maybe. so many like yeah. times that someone will recommend me a show on like Netflix, and yeah. I see episodes that are like an hour plus long, and it's like, that's a movie. I think the la- the longest one's like 38, 40 minutes, but it's like, and those are more like the finale episodes. Like yeah. Most of them are like 29, 30. 20-minute Tw- episodes yeah. are very good for binging because it's like, you watch 20 minutes, and you're done, that's fine. It's it's easy to binge like four episodes and it's still you're still not spending that much time. Right, yeah, yeah. So definitely recommend, man. Um as far as music goes, I haven't really listened to any new music lately, but I will say probably the the band I've been listening to the most lately is probably this alternative band called Marietta. Um they they're not around anymore. They were like a big like kind of like emo alternative i'd say more alternative band um but they just had like that midwest kind of sound like the midwest like emo sound or something but really it's just like their, their instrumental work and their lyrics are like it's what fascinates me and they they only had a couple records but their record uh summer death is just it's a brilliant record it's eight eight tracks and it's just so damn good but uh i've been listening to them a lot and uh even I took a break off them and I just ended up kind of coming back to them just because it's like, I don't know, it makes me feel good. It makes me think, you know, oh, yeah. it's just like one of those bands that's just like, oh, I bought the vinyl. I'm like, what am I doing? I spent $60 on this colored vinyl. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's so good, though. Um, so Marietta, let me think. I think the song I'd like to pick would probably be uh, Fuck Dantuni is Big. <laughs> That's a good title. It's a good title. Yeah, it's a good title, man. It's a great song. It's got like a really strong finisher at the end too. Uh, but yeah, no, man, that that whole Marietta. Uh, I would listen to Summer Death. We're gonna listen to the band at all. The other, their other band, their other album, to me, is not that great. But the the Summer Death record is brilliant. So Some of those bands are just like, hey, we're put out a masterpiece, and then yeah everything else is fine <laughs> well i think those guys you know i think what happens with a lot of that stuff is like you know you, you don't really realize you're making a hit you know until a lot of that stuff comes later like people f- discover later and they realize like wow this is a brilliant record but they probably put like so much effort and, and emotions into this like first and second record and they probably weren't even like getting a lot of benefits from it or they had like a little mild success out of it and they just kind of maybe got frustrated with a lot of things and each other or whatever and they just break up and it's not till like years later where they really recognize for that thing but at the same time it's too late for, you know because the band's like doing their own thing like modern baseball is a good example man like modern baseball is one of my other it's the same exact like field as marietta they did even they even did like a, a split e- like uh ep and it's really good but um modern baseball they had a really really great following but like they did four records and they they were you know they're not they never hit like a main mainstream success but they hit like you know an indie success like yeah. a really really great and like any show they they played was sold out you know but um it's just like they were all having their own issues and like one guy had really bad mental issues and the other guys just wanted to kind of do their own thing and you know they break up and now it's like Oh, it's like where's modern baseball because everyone's like modern baseball and it's like you know they're never gonna come back together because yeah. they're just doing their own thing. But it's just like you you find that a lot with like these indie or alternative bands and stuff like that. It's like you know you know like the the money's not so huge that you can't turn it down. Right. So it's like it's like no, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. And and then you know there's a lot to be said about like it's one thing to really enjoy playing music for I know I know for a lot of artists it's just like 
touring just they can't do it they just can't do it yeah 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 i'd I'd say the road is uh pretty challenging man going from spot to spot and not every show is guaranteed you know especially when you're like smaller and right yeah so but yeah um i think that's uh i think that's good for our first episode what are you thinking man i think it uh it would be nice I think it'd be nice, yeah, yeah. It would be nice if you guys gave us a a follow and follow, like, subscribe. like and subscribe, so, like and subscribe, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, what all right, let's put there. this out there. Let's put this out there. Okay, so uh, first of all, where can people find you uh, and your filmmaking endeavors? So and all I'm, that stuff? I'm John Queener Films on Facebook. I'm at John Queener Films on Instagram. I'm uh, on Twitter. Twitter, my Twitter's kind of a mess because it's it's part my personal Twitter, part uh, mm-hmm. my filmmaking stuff, and parts just me. If you follow me on Twitter, you're just going to hear my, all my video game opinions, but yeah. on Twitter I am at Queens of John Age like the band Queens of the Stone Age, but instead of the Stone Age, it's John Age. It was Queens of the Queens of the John Age, but Twitter does not like that. Let me repeat that because I just went. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude. All right, that's it's enough. it's John, uh, just search John Queener, and my at is Queens of the John. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> My at is Queens of John Age. All right, there you go. All right, so John Queener Films, Facebook and uh, YouTube and Instagram. Yes, I of course have Queens of John Ed, John Age. Queens of John Age. Queens of John Age. Thanks Twitter character on limit. Twitter. Okay, all right, all right. So for me, I'm gonna gear t- people towards Strange Films because that's uh, the hub. Strange Film Studios on uh, Facebook, Strange Film Studios on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, if you want to find my personal page, it's at August Aguilar, A G U I L A R, uh, on Instagram. You can find me there. And then uh, we, I did make an Instagram for this podcast, which would be uh, at It Would Be Nice Podcast, I believe. It's only, it's only on Instagram so far, so. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, put it out there, and I haven't made a post yet, really. So we'll uh, we'll see if, if we get a follower out of that. I'd be, be super what, stoked. What else do people on podcasts say? They say stuff about like Blue Apron and whatnot. Right? I have no idea about Blue they, Apron. They Blue Apron, Manscaped. Uh, oh, you, yeah, you just, well, yeah, we, yeah. We, we're not paid by those people. No. But, uh, hey, maybe one day we'll get a, a sponsor. One, you got it. Oh, at some point we're gonna have to say go to our Patreon for yeah, the bonus of episodes. Course, of course. Well, yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe we'll uh, get to a point where we can actually say that kind of stuff. But yeah, right now it looks like we'll probably be on Spotify, maybe Apple uh, Podcasts. So uh, we'll give you another update on the second episode, right? All right. Yeah, all right. So that would be, it would be nice. I'm August. I'm John. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, We will see you next time.